Vinny, Vinny, Amari. We came, we saw, we loved. Welcome to the Partnership Vision Podcast. Where we discuss how to have a relationship full of unity, trust, fun, and fulfillment. We'll be sharing the rewards of preparing yourself for your best partner and being your best for them. Day 27, yeah. Um, we're still in disbelief that we only have three more days, basically, and it's just unreal. But yesterday we covered love, not lust, when you're dating, and just you know what you should look for, what you shouldn't put up with, uh, to have boundaries, you know, to have solid nose and not be swayed to do something you're pressured into, and learning what love is is more so like heard the first Corinthians reference and just also just how dating really is your um, the place where you start habits that if you do marry this person what you do while you date will follow into the marriage whether it be good or bad and you need to be alert and aware of what you're forming there and just really take it seriously and, and at, at the same time not rush things and really enjoy the journey and so today we're talking about love, not lust, when you're married. And we are actually within the 30-day countdown of our one-year wedding anniversary today. But we will be talking about love, not lust in the marriage realm and um, see where all we get today. And one more time with our quote from our notes. Our role is derived from our identity. We are never to derive our identity from our role. Knowing who we are brings stability to our life and all of our relationships. It's a domino, guys. It goes into everything. But before we go any further, let's welcome my husband. <laughs> it's gracefully having to step around things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about gracefully, but <laughs> trying. I give you a solid nine. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So. Yeah, it's really crazy timing that here we're coming to our year anniversary and in the 30-day countdown and it's right on today. So how, how perfect is that? Um, yeah, this is this is a really definitely a special one to us and uh, it has a lot of, you know, implications. Like there's a lot of assumptions about marriage, you know, and there's a lot of ways of taking it, you know, that are not positive, you know, culturally they're unwholesome. Uh, for instance, like there is a stigma, there's a, there's a thing about marriage where it's like, basically it's just sanctified lust. You just get to do whatever you want and that's just how it is. You know, now you're allowed to do stuff in bed together and that's like the whole point of it is like just to, you're the only one I'm going to do it with or whatever. And for some people, not even that much. That's a problem. <laughs> That's not at all what marriage is about. That's not at all what partnership is about. You know, you're not supposed to be doing things just to please yourself. You're supposed to be doing things to please your partner. And it's supposed to be always in love, not lust. 
So, you know, yeah, we all have our needs to be, that need to be met. We all need to feel loved, you know, we all need to feel that we're, we're cared for. Um, you know, just different love languages. Touch is one of them. You know, we need to, we need to be touched in a way that shows that we're loved in a marriage, in a relationship. But we're, our perspective coming into it should be, I want to meet your needs. I want to make you feel loved. And it's not a matter of like, you know, your needs never get met, but you're not, you're not doing things with, with a, an aim to meet your needs. You're doing things with an aim to meet your partner's needs and to love them. And that's what makes it so enjoyable. Exactly. And that's another thing too, is just because you're married and you put a ring on it doesn't mean you're now a sex slave. Like if so, if you know your significant other is not quote unquote feeling it, you should respect that. I mean, just because you're married now, it doesn't mean now you get to force that person to do what you want and to pleasure yourself. Or yeah, you're, we're called to delight in our significant others when we're married, but that's not against that other person's will. It's still at the same time, there is sexual abuse in marriages and that's, it's, it's so disturbing, but it's truth. Yeah. And that's something I believe that in a lot of ways isn't really treated a lot by the church. You know, we, we deal with issues of pornography. We deal with issues of um, unfaithfulness and adultery and things like that. But what about just spousal abuse that can be sexual abuse? You know, it, it, when you're treated like an object... Even in marriage, when you're treated as just a means to an end for somebody else to get, you know, get their pleasure and get what they want and, you know, satisfy themselves, their lusts, that's not being treated with the dignity and respect that a partner should be treated with, you know, and that's something that I think it needs to be addressed and it needs to be understood. You are not all of a sudden now just a sanctified object of lust mm -hmm. just because you're married. Precisely. You still should, uh, and hopefully you don't have to stand on your boundaries in this area. It's, it, it should be in the, in, the, in the right, perfect kind of world. You shouldn't have to worry about this. <laughs> but um, you sh if, if you have these issues where your significant other is, you know, pressuring you into always performing for them and just expecting just to please them all the time, you need to still stand and keep boundaries against that. Yes, that's your husband, or yes, that's your wife. But at the same time, you're still, you're not an object, and you still have a voice, and your no should still mean no. Nothing changes there. Yes, you're a sanctified covenant, and now, yes, you are free to do all these things, but there are still boundaries. There's healthy boundaries. And yeah, that can be taken to an extreme, but that also can be taken to not mean anything or not have boundaries, and that's not healthy. Yeah, just because you're married doesn't mean you have no boundaries, you know, it doesn't mean you don't still have rights as a person, as an individual, and that there should be an agreement there. And especially when it comes to intimacy like that, when it comes to sexual intimacy between a man and a woman, a man should always make the woman feel safe. She should always feel safe and feel that there's not something being forced from her, taken from her. There should never be a stripping of her dignity and, you know, whatever goes on should be mutual, should be consensual. Both should be totally into it at the time. And, you know, that's something that it's like 
a dance, you know, it's, it requires real partnership or, you know, if you're, if you got one person dragging the other, you're not dancing, you know, that's not dancing. That's just uh, bullying. That's just wrangling. That's not what it's supposed to be. So it's very important that we communicate ourselves and our needs and all of that <clears throat> with dignity and with honoring the other person. Like that should always be a goal, you know, and, and not that we let that, you know, just kind of make us cold and make us afraid to even try to have any contact with each other. But, you know, that that's a problem, too. You know, we should definitely in a marriage, you need to have intimacy. You need that, you know, and not your perspective shouldn't even be, well, I need that. You know, it should be we need this. You know, we need to be making close contact and physical contact and deep connection and that this is important for a healthy marriage and that should be the perspective is like we need this for our relationship you know and you need this as much as i do and that's that's that should be the kind of mentality that's coming into it and that's a totally different perspective where the aim and the goal isn't you know i want to feel better i i, I want to get you know get my jollies it's I want us to be even closer. I want mm -hmm. us to be bonded together. I want to have this experience and and delight in each other and have a strong, you know, foundation established of that. that that's how we operate. You know, this is what we do. We do these things together and we take joy in each other. We take pleasure in each other. That's how marriage is supposed to be. And that's another thing too, vulnerability and communication, being able to talk to your significant other and tell them everything and not have secrets from them, like I mentioned yesterday, is that especially with the women or even men in this case, because men do get abused too, um, especially if you're in a relationship with someone that has been victimized, you might have you know a couple things to work through because maybe their last source of intimacy was with that person. And so they're having to break associations and get the right ones in there because that, yeah, that this is my spouse, you know, this isn't this person or this is what used to happen all the time, but that's not this, you know, breaking those associations and being able to actually enjoy the intimacy with your partner, your spouse, um, and not be, you know, guilted or shamed or kind of revisit those flashbacks or memories because those don't need to be triggers there. You should be able to communicate that with your, your your spouse and be able to work through it and that not take years of therapy or whatever the case may be, deliverance, whatever it, it takes, but that shouldn't be an inhibition on your marriage. Yeah, and it's very important to be honest with each other about where you're really at and what, what really is at a point of comfort. And, you know, even this really even before you get married, you should have somewhat of an idea of like what you want to be like and what you want to do as a couple and how involving intimacy, involving, you know, the kind of rhythm that you might have, what you might do. You want to make sure that you're not, you know, you're not like marrying each other with two completely different ideas about how it's going to be. Like if you've got someone, for instance, who is really, you know, coming out of a lot of abuse or coming out of uh, maybe like they just come out of a really stiff household where nobody really hugs or touches or whatever. And the other one is a hugger and is very affectionate. You know, you need to find out, are we on the same page about this? Are you, you know, wanting to marry me, but it's look, but don't touch, you know, and like, well, that's a problem if, 
You know, if, on the other hand, if you're the same way too, and that doesn't bother you, and you can be, you know, you can still feel just as intimate with verbal or whatever, that's great for you, okay, fine. But make sure that you're really in alignment and you're really seeing things eye to eye. And the reality is, it really is important. You know, it's important to get this right. It's not just important to not do it wrong, but it's important to do it right. You know, there is a need for a married couple to have intimacy, you know, it's it's important. Whether it's the sexual or it's the mental or it's the emotional, all of the above, it is all equally important. It is not less important to have sexual intimacy than it is to have intimacy with shared communication and words and being there for each other, supporting each other through things that you're going through. It is a part of the whole package and it is a bonding agent. It's an element, you know, a lot of times it gets used wrongly with people that should not be together, you know, and so, and in some cases those are just abusers and that creates ungodly soul ties and that creates connections that cause all kinds of problems. But the godly form is the reason, you know, is what we should be focusing in on and what we should be trying to create and it should be a bonding together, the two become one flesh, you know, that's the point of it. And that's supposed to be in love. It's supposed to be a, a sacred mystery, you know, a thing is, this isn't something that like God looks at sex and it's just like, he's just like, well, you're married. Okay. So I'm, I'm covering my eyes. You know, I'm not really into this. I'm not okay with this, but Hey, you know, since you're married, all right, you know, I'm just going to ignore that this is going on. No, it has his full approval and it, it, it is something that he, he designed for us to enjoy and enjoy that connect connection and that depth and it is to delight in each other as it says in the proverb so that's something that is important and we've, we've got to make sure you know that we are engaging these things that are vital for building a strong marriage mm -hmm. it puts you back in sync i mean there could be times where the both of you might be feeling a little disconnected and you're not necessarily you're not fighting but they're just you know something's off and that could be lack of intimacy. That could literally be your diagnosis right there of why y'all aren't being able to connect or really be on the same page. You mean, you might, you know, I don't know, you might get into more disagreements because you haven't been connecting in that way along with everything else. It's like, it kind of almost ties back to my whole thing about my mom told me when about dating is like, you know, you're the cake and the, the guy's the icing that you, you have to know who you are first to be accented with icing. So it's like, you know, the being married and everything is the cake, but the sexual intimacy is the icing. Yeah, you know, without it, things are bare, you know, and things feel bare and things feel like you're lacking something. And it, sh it should be there, there shouldn't be a lacking spice. There shouldn't be a lacking excitement. You know, there, there shouldn't be a point where it's like, well, the honeymoon's over. We should not accept that idea. Yeah, the honeymoon phase should never have the the word connected to it named phase, because really, again, it's not you know the the sunshine and rainbows and just like oh my rose colored glasses looking on the world kind of thing, but it's the truth that your honeymoon phase, but your honeymoon time should be your whole marriage. I mean, not to say that, oh, you're just doing it all the time or whatever, but the honeymoon phase where you're just both, you know, trying to be the best for each other. You're trying to love each other in the best way. You're probably more intimate because you'll have started that part of your relationship and all these other things that go with it, but it shouldn't be a phase. It should, it starts with a honeymoon and goes throughout y'all's lifetime together. 
Yeah, even if that means you have to break the ice because you've not been intimate you know, with each other, you've kind of set this awkward norm of not doing things, you got to get past that, break that threshold and get back to normalcy. Normal in a marriage is being intimate with each other. Normal in a marriage is not to sleep in different beds or different rooms or, or you know, go long times without really having intimacy. That's not normal for a marriage. That's not healthy. When that becomes a normal, you gotta, sh you gotta shift that normal. You gotta change, you gotta address the elephant in the room. You know, you gotta start pursuing each other more. There does need to be a delight there. There does need to be an excitement. That is a part of the relationship. It's a part of what God intended for it. You know, it's not just a, an extra. It's not just a, well, yeah, sure, they might as well enjoy each other too while they're at it. No, it's, it is a big part of it, you know, and it's important that we get that right, you know, and we don't have to give up our individuality. We don't have to give up the fact that we each do have feelings and there are times, you know, that, that just, it might just not be possible to get that much into it because of uh, stress or going through something or whatever, but we can't let that be a sustained excuse and something that just continues to keep us from that connection. We have to overcome those things. And sometimes that might mean, you know, you know what? I'm having a bit of a hard time right now because of the things that are going on, but I really love you and I really want to connect with you. So I'm going to push past this stuff. I will get in the mood. <laughs> I'm going to get past this. Let's set each other as a priority, set aside all these other concerns and worries, you know, and that's, especially, you know, when you have kids, that can be one of the big things that's like, you, you're thinking about them and you're, everything you got to do for them and all the stuff, you can go into, into duty mode, everything's about your duties, your obligations, everything you need to do, and you can, you know, miss this area. And again, it shouldn't become a job, you know, it shouldn't become like, this is just another need you have to fill in, but, you got to get back to that. All right, set these things aside and make time. Mm -hmm. Make time for each other. And make it interesting. Don't make it so routine. I mean, it just, it, you, there's different factors you can add in and you can use your imagination. But um, there, make it surprise them. We shouldn't you know? bore each other. It shouldn't be boring. It shouldn't be routine. It's just like, okay, that again. Now, you, you make it interesting in your own special ways, but um, it, should be, it should be exciting that you mm -hmm. should be pursuing the other person, and it should be a good thing. Like Absolutely. Absolutely. It should bear good fruit, and it should result in both of you feeling honored and feeling, mm -hmm. you know, valued, and, you know, always end in cuddles, always end yeah. in being in just that connection, you know, that's that's where you really release the oxytocin in your brain. That's where you really create this bonding is afterwards to just hold each other close and just just be one, just enjoy being one. And that's something that will bring so much life into your relationship and will refresh things when they're getting dry, when things are feeling hard. But we should never accept things getting dry. We should never accept it feeling like we're, we're starting to kind of look somewhere else to meet that need and meet that feeling. We should always be finding that sustainment in our marriage, not denying that we want that and we need that, but getting into that place together where we really do make it our goal to delight in each other and enjoy life together, enjoy marriage together. It is, it is a thing that's meant to be enjoyed. It's not just something that's meant to be hard work. 
It's not just meant to be that. That's I got a problem with people that just, you know, oh, marriage is hard. It's hard. It's oh, hard work. Yeah, no. The issue is, sure, are there things that are hard about it? There's, there's something hard about everything. Like, come on. There's nothing easy. Nothing, nothing that's worth anything is easy. Everything has, you know, a price you have to be willing to pay and choices you got to be willing to set aside, you know, mutually exclusive things about it that it's like, you know, for instance, if I'm going to play, play guitar and build these calluses on my fingers, well, I'm going to have to give up some of the sensitivity on these fingers and I got to be willing to make that sacrifice. And if I can't have both, I can't have really sensitive fingertips on my left hand and play my guitar, you know, it's going to be one or the other on that. And so I got to make a decision. And it's one of those kinds of things that's a mutually exclusive thing, you know, and you've got to decide that you're all in and one way or the other, that you're, you're going for it. You know, it's very important that we are really committed to our relationship, that we're really committed to loving each other, loving each other well. And again, just, just learning each other. I mean, it's like even, you know, maybe you've been dating for a couple of years and everything, and you think you know each other really well, but when, it's just there's something special about, you know, just getting married, you know, before... Not even just putting the intimacy to the side, even you get to know each other in a whole new way. It's like you're 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 together on the daily, and you learn new things that you thought you knew, but you really didn't know. And different, I don't know, just habits and there's unique things. And even okay, something special too is like when you get your marriage license. When you get that piece of paper. It's not just a piece of paper. That's another <laughs> line that I cannot stand. It's been in multiple movies I've seen. It's like, oh, it's just a piece of paper. It doesn't mean anything. We love each other. It's just like, come on. Uh, obviously, you've never even been in that realm. You don't know what you're talking about. Um, and we've actually talked to different couples that have felt the same way. Like when you get that marriage license, that's when stuff begins to change. You start it's, to feel how real it is. It's it's real. It's um it's like almost kind of like a spiritual shift. Even there, you can feel something is different. You don't really know what it is, but something just changed. Just being and two, just being able to see like you know like for us, Sean and Brandy Douglas, it's just like we're like, is this real? Mm -hmm. Is this for real? It's like what? <laughs> and it's just it's special. It's again the things along the journey, you know, the journey to getting married even. It's just you enjoy like the countdown, you know? Um, because like that's what I, I I was kinda alluding to earlier was that um each day of the thirty day countdown to our wedding, I was actually releasing different fun questions that I, I created and decorated, we collaborated on and um, just involve different people and so that was part of the journey so that was something to make something to be enjoyed and it was simple but it was fun and it was an outlet and again creativity is so important and creativity is not just in the arts <laughs> it's just you know creativity can go to just you know creating just a, a day for each other you know having a couple's day that's important too is that even from the get-go it's good to um, just kind of establish that. It's a, it, couples Day is a day where you just take complete focus. You drop everything else, whatever responsibilities you, you absolutely don't have to do. You just do the bare essentials for everything else. And it, you're, the whole fo focus is on the both of you. You put your phones on silent. You don't open your laptops. You don't do anything that's work related. 
you talk to each other, you, you ask questions, you go for a walk, you watch a, a, a rom-com or a movie or something, um, you listen to music, do stuff that you like to do together and try to find a new activity you can do together. Uh, whether maybe like your maybe sports and clients start playing catch or something, I don't know. Just it doesn't have to be anything serious. You can you can make it as serious as you want, but also make it fun. You know, just a day for each other and no, nobody else. Yeah, that's right. Make a whole holiday of it because that's mm -hmm. the thing. Is like there's many couples and there's many people that they well they'll well we have date nights. Well, that's nice and that's that's good. That's a good thing to do, but. You don't just need a date night. You need a day. You need mm -hmm. a day to really be a couple. Really just just indulge in it and just rejoice in it and have fun with each other and and work on your marriage and not in a oh it's hard work kind of mentality, but in with a mentality that's really like this is awesome. You know, we get to we get to really be focused on each other right now. We get to really press through, you know, if there are issues that are going on, if there are things that are going, you know, going on that are getting in the way, get it over really fast, move through it together really fast and get on to just having fun together, just enjoying things together. And that's, that's the important thing because we want to create an association with the person we love most in the world and not of like, oh, we're going to have to do something hard again. Oh, we're going to have to go through some more stuff or oh, I got to figure some more issues out. We don't want that being the taste in our mouth. We don't want a bad taste in our mouth from the person that we love most in the world. We need to have the whole characterization be that this is a good time, you know, mm -hmm. and we can have this time together, it's gonna to be a good time. We can kind of start to have disdain and start to have a shift in our mindset that's negative toward our spouse when all we ever do is go on to hard stuff and heavy subjects and dark things and it's always it's always a difficult you know like slogging through mud instead of having a happy walk through the woods you know we need to make sure that we're creating we're protecting an atmosphere around our marriage that is one of rejoicing that's one of delighting in each other and that's the important thing too is that the difference between a date night and which is better than nothing so so that start off with at least a date night if you can't do a couple actual couples day but the couples day being the ultimate goal but the problem with a date night is that if especially if you do you have different jobs which you know culturally in the US that that's a thing unfortunately but at the end of the day, basically, depending on your job, because the most, the majority of people do not like what they do. So they deal with all this stress all day long and then, oh, it's date night. I just want to sleep. I don't want to do anything. I've dealt with this person. I got an argument with that person. This went wrong. I had to fix that. And now I have to go and be in public again and have this dinner. And you start to be complacent with what that means. And you're already so stressed out or just that tired from everything you, you've been through in the day, by the time you get to be with your significant other at that restaurant, whatever, wherever you go, to where you're not gonna really even fully enjoy it, even if you're trying to, even if you want to. There's just so much stuff in the way. And then you have this little, little maybe three or four hours, maybe five max, because you might have to get up and do something the next day uh, to talk or try to you know get in, get in the realm of even talking about yourselves because you might not even want to talk maybe you, you work 
in an office or something where you're talking all day and you don't want to <laughs> interact with anybody, even though, even though that's your spouse. I mean, it just different things can go, go awry. awry in any sort of fashion. And uh, with a couple's day, way less stress. You start off the you start the day off with each other, and you don't have that stuff to be in the way. Yeah, absolutely. And we should not be each other's sloppy seconds. No, we should not get the the last and and the the least bit of each other. We should be giving each other the best. And you know that's what couples day puts a focus on. Is like you know what. There's nothing else I'm doing, you know, there's nothing else I'm focusing on. You are my focus. Today, our marriage, our relationship, you are my focus. And that, again, it's like back in the days and, and before you were married that you just, you feel the excitement, you know, you feel the pursuit of this is a person that I really, really am happy to be with. You remember that. You remember that this is someone that, that I, I get to be on this adventure and I get to just enjoy this life and this is the person I get to have fun with, you know? Like that's that's something that's very important that we reconnect to that in our identity. We reconnect to that in our marriage, in our relationship, you know? And that's a huge thing is identity and marriage. You know, that you are still the same person, you know? We grow and we, we become more and marriage and all relationships always involve growth and coming to greater depth and test new levels of where we need to to go even deeper and where we need to get even closer and you know come even more into oneness together but that's not a bad thing that's a good thing and that's positive and that's, that's the kind of thing that is challenging and in a good way and that, it, that brings us into deeper joy and it brings us into deeper enjoyment you know, it's very, very important that we see that, we understand that, and we continue to be who we were when we were dating, who we were when we fell in love with each other. It shouldn't be a thing to fall out of love. Mm -hmm. The whole idea of, oh, well, I fell out of love, that's not a real thing, you know? Like, the reality is, you stopped putting effort in. Mm -hmm. You stopped looking and seeing in them what there was to love and what there was to delight in. You got your focus shifted wrong. You got your priorities wrong. And it's important if you've lost that, you know, that excitement, that first love, you got to get it back. You need to make it a priority because it's so important to have passion in a marriage. It's so important. You know, it keeps you grounded and it even keeps you grounded in who you are as individuals because when you're going after the person that you really love, it brings out everything in you that shines. It brings out everything in you that just glows and sparkles. The best qualities, the best things about you are coming out when you're not being selfish and self-centered just, or just, you know what, on the defensive. Life is just so hard. There's so many duties and challenges and difficulties and obligations and you just kind of get grayed out. You just kind of get dull. But when you're filled with that spark and that passion and you're pursuing, you're going after this other person, it's like you're, you're Superman, you know? You got, you got strength, you got power, you got vigor, you got courage, you got everything that you need because for that person, you want to be a hero. You want to be exciting. You want to bring something wonderful into their life. Thank you for joining us where the heart is heard. Partnership Vision Ministries. Stay driven by love. So you can wreck all the fear. 
You can check us out on Instagram at Partnership Vision Ministries. Or on Facebook on Partnership Vision Ministries page. And even Twitter at PVisionM. Y'all come back now, you hear? 